It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this podcast. It gives you the news, notes, and insider information about the BYU sports programs you care about that you can't find anywhere else. Thanks again for joining me on this Wednesday hump day edition of the podcast. A lot of football talk today. Talking about a comment um, one of the listeners made today. We'll break that down here in this first segment. Kind of explain my position on a comment from one of you. you as always, you can reach out to the show on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Also, my personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Would love to hear from you guys. You also can email the show at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love interacting with the listeners on the podcast. We'll talk about a comment one of you made yesterday that I wanted to address here in this first segment, second segment of the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about the BYU quarterback position. I've been teasing it this week that we'll be talking about it, kind of looking back at the BYU quarterbacks coming out of the 2018 season and looking ahead. Does it begin and end with Zach Wilson? We'll talk about that in the second segment. And then finally, we'll talk about a former BYU player moving on from playing football in our quick hits segment as we close out today's podcast. So there's the roadmap of where we are going today. We are brought to you today by our good friends at Roman. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in a little bit as well. Thanks again for joining me on this podcast. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 16th, 2019. as I mentioned in the open a lot of you guys I love your interaction with me on Twitter you can follow the show at Locked On Cougars on Instagram Facebook and also on Twitter my personal Twitter feed has got a little bit more than just BYU I do a lot of other sports on there with my professional responsibilities you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch if you so desire and a comment came into the podcast yesterday on the Twitter feed that I wanted to address and I hopefully I can clarify this and so it's Chris Murphy he's been interacting with the show since it essentially began and Chris I appreciate you being a longtime listener and I appreciate each and every one of you longtime listeners and even those of you that may be checking this podcast out for the first time thanks for taking the time to download us please subscribe rate and review the show it really helps out but I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to check out this podcast and listen to me talk about BYU sports my goal each and every day is to have you be the smartest man in the room when you're talking with your fellow BYU fans family or friends whatever it may be I want you to sound like you're the smartest guy in the room and this podcast is my avenue for doing that but Chris had a a tweet that he sent to me and he's at C Murphy Pro so, uh, so let me read the comment from him. He says, I enjoy your podcast and just listened to today's show. Speaking of yesterday's podcast. Thank you for listening, Chris. Like I said, I'm not sure BYU has a transfer epidemic. I would love to see comparisons to other schools. Losing Moonga, not a big deal since he never could get on the field for various reasons. Keep up the good work. Thank you for the, uh, the, the sandwich there, the compliment sandwich, Chris. And I wanted to address, if I didn't, uh, if I didn't come off as clear yesterday, I don't think it's an epidemic for BYU. 
BYU. And I, th- I think I've been pretty clear on this on the podcast in the past. I don't think that BYU, yeah, they're not facing an epidemic where guys are leaving on bad notes, etc. Uh, currently, as far as I am aware, there are 10 BYU players, or I guess you can call them former BYU players if you really want to term it that with them in the transfer portal. 10 current Cougars who are in that uh, NCAA transfer portal looking to move on from BYU. And I broke them down into three groups. And uh, these names I'm going to list off, a lot of you will be familiar with them and you'll understand that. So we'll start off graduate transfers, guys that are going to have their degree in hand or are seeking playing time elsewhere. I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, that these are the guys that have fulfilled their end of the deal in my mind. I think most coaches would agree that these guys have come to school, they got their degree, they're helping the program with the APR, that academic progress rating, and they've done their part, and they're just looking for more playing time, and you can't fault them for that. So there are four guys who fall under that, according to my knowledge of the BYU group of transfers right now, and those include Riley Burt, who's a running back, Jacob Jimenez, a backup offensive lineman, Isaiah Armstrong, a backup defensive back, and Akile Davis, a backup wide receiver. Those four guys... I don't think anybody can fault them for deciding to move on looking for more playing time. Then we move on to the list of what I term normal transfers. Uh, there are five guys in this in this group. Tevita Moonga, the guy we mentioned yesterday, who I feel like is probably the biggest um, in terms of overall impact. Johnny Kuje Tapasoa, a fullback for BYU, formerly was a linebacker, made the transition to fullback. Uh, had a knee injury that knocked him out this past season, so he is looking to move on. Wayne Kirby, a defensive lineman, is moving on. Rumors that he might end up at Idaho State, closer to his hometown of Pocatello, Idaho, or right in his hometown of Pocatello, Idaho. Lono or Christian Folau. Uh, rumors that he's going to Utah or Utah State. A linebacker at BYU was somewhat critical of his time at BYU on a podcast that I heard. And then Bo Tanner. Of course, Bo Tanner, a name that BYU fans, you probably haven't heard that name in a little bit, uh, was rumored to have left the program last offseason, did leave, was looking to transfer, ultimately re-enrolled at BYU, was a guy that was in the two deep through fall camp. We saw him out there and all of a sudden he disappeared um, right before the season opener against Arizona. Rumored to have an injury, but then he was never heard of again. Well, his name, according to people I have talked to, is in the transfer portal. I don't know how much eligibility he has left because I was told that he was a senior this com- this past season, so maybe he didn't play. He holds on to that year. I don't know how it's going to work out for him, but he is in the transfer portal. Those five players are looking mainly for more playing time. Their situation didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Uh, speaking more to what Christian Falau situation was. Tavita Maunga, like Chris said, couldn't get on the field for various reasons. And I get that, Chris, but Tavita Maunga was a guy that was in the mix to be a starting or at least the very least a two deep defensive tackle slash nose guard for BYU. When he had been able to play for BYU, I thought he'd been solid, if not very good for the Cougars. So I feel like He's a big loss in that regard because he is a rotational player. Most of the guys on this list, both graduate transfers and these normal transfers, are guys that are backups that weren't necessarily factoring in to the starting conversation next year for BYU. So 
that's why my comment about Tavita Moonga yesterday being the most impactful transfer is what it is. So hopefully that clarifies some things for you, Chris. And then one final player I wanted to mention, we've talked about this. I feel like he's playing a game of trying to get BYU to give him a scholarship by pursuing scholarships elsewhere is walk-on freshman Peyton Wilgar. I was a preferred walk-on with BYU paying his own way through his first season. He is in the transfer portal, but all reports are people I've talked to is that he would like to remain at BYU but he's not um, he, he'd rather have a scholarship plain and simple and I can't blame the kid have your school paid for versus paying for it and he might be playing I think a little bit of a game I'm going to be writing a column I write a column, a column series called The Hatch of Knowledge on 1280thezone.com I'm going to be writing about transfers this week and we'll discuss this more in detail of what I call it quote playing the game with the situation revolving around Peyton Wilgar as I understand it so uh, stay tuned for that you can go to 1280thezone.com hoping to have that published tomorrow I'll make sure to tweet out links to it when I do so Chris I appreciate your feedback and I appreciate you reaching out but hopefully I'm I'm being very clear here I don't think the BYU has an epidemic I think that this number of 10 guys is very much in line with a lot of the programs around college football there have been a lot more high profile players a guy like Tate Martell going to Miami as we found out yesterday Jalen Hurts leaving Alabama there are more high level impact guys that are in that transfer portal and BYU doesn't necessarily have one of those guys looking to leave but I don't think it's an epidemic I think BYU is in a good spot they've freed up some scholarships with some of these guys moving on four of them graduate transfers helping out with that APR rating so can't fault the guys for looking to more looking for more playing time or trying to improve their station in terms of their college football playing career. But I also wanted to clarify with Chris that yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that BYU is in dire straits or anything by that by that means. I think they're pretty much right on par with most programs around the country with those ten guys looking to transfer. So hopefully I made myself clear there is not a transfer epidemic for the Cougars, and I think they're in a good spot. And we'll be tracking recruiting and everything as signing day draws closer and closer a big weekend of visits coming up this weekend a lot of guys who have been offered as preferred walk-ons coming to coming to Provo this weekend we'll break those down later on this week some of the guys that I've been able to track down and confirm are visiting BYU all right we will step aside here we'll come back need to talk a little bit about the BYU quarterback position uh, is Zach Wilson the beginning and end of the conversation when it comes to the quarterbacks we'll discuss that next before we do that though do want to tell you about today Today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at uh, and that is our good friends at Roman. Guys, let's be real. We are terrible at taking care of our health. Uh, you tweak a knee playing football, uh, you pull a muscle in your back out on the golf course, whatever it may be, even do something um, home improvement, you fall off a ladder, etc. We are awful about going and getting things taken care of because we'd rather quote puts it rub some dirt in it and get on with it i'm guilty of this i've had multiple injuries i've let linger my wife gets mad at me saying how are you ever going to get better if you don't get it checked out hey i get it and i this is this goes the same for erectile dysfunction studies show that up to 70 percent of guys who experience ed don't get treated for it thankfully roman is here and has created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ed online and discreetly it's a one-stop shop where licensed u.s physicians can diagnose your ed symptoms 
symptoms and ship medication right to your door. And like I said, it's all online. There's no waiting rooms. You don't have to go have that awkward face-to-face conversation with your doctor or make that trip to the pharmacy. You just handle everything online discreetly. All you have to do is go to GetRoman.com locked, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor online, and then get those FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, check it out. The doctors are waiting to help you out with Roman. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't have to tackle alone. Roman's here to help you out. Discreetly take care of it online. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com locked. That's GetRoman.com locked for a free online visit. Once again, check it out, guys. GetRoman.com locked. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. And just a heads up for you guys, if you are new to the podcast or you've been listening for a little while, if you do have a smart speaker, an Alexa, a Google Home, whatever you may have, all you have to do to listen to this podcast is tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars. You may have gotten one for Christmas, you've been playing around with it, or you've been one of those guys that adopted smart speakers and smart home technology early on. All you have to do is tell your whatever system you use play podcast locked on cougars and you'll have the latest and greatest in byu news right there for you all right let's talk some byu quarterbacks i've been mentioning this for a couple of weeks now we'd be breaking in to some position position group uh breakdowns looking back on how guys seasons went and also looking forward and i wanted to start off with the big one the quarterback qb1 in provo is the most popular guy on campus and that is zach wilson currently for byu the quarterback position for the Cougars is pretty well stocked, all things considered. I don't know necessarily that they'll bring anybody in here in the recruiting class because they are so well stocked with a lot of young talent. But uh, I've had multiple coaches. Brandon Doman is one guy who's been very vocal about this, that you recruit a quarterback every recruiting class just to make sure that you have your bases covered to provide competition, etc. But I think BYU, in terms of if you were going to skip it for a year, this would be the year to do it because they have seven quarterbacks currently rostered that figure to be back in 2019. And, of course, Zach Wilson coming off a sensational freshman year I thought he was a revelation for BYU. I think he's a guy that, like we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, is a, is a tool that BYU can build around. He's a, kind of that cornerstone that BYU can base their offense on. He finished the year with a 65.9% completion percentage for 1,578 yards, 12 touchdowns to three interceptions in seven starts. That is a great year. Zach Wilson is going to be, uh, I think, a guy that can really bolster BYU over the next couple of years. Now, uh, we've talked about this also, that uh, Dick Harmon wrote a great piece in the Deseret News column that said that he needed to be pushed this offseason to improve. And I, I think that Zach's the type of kid that doesn't need much prodding to improve. He's a gym rat. He loves being in, in the film room. We've seen some of the tweets from his family. They have to go track him down in the film room at 10 o'clock at night. 
He is a busy young man, but he loves the game of football. He understands it's a way uh, for him to play professionally is to stay in the locker room, stay in that film room, and get better. Now, can he have guys push him? I think he can. And the two chief guys that you would like to see do that would be Jaron Hall and Joe Critchlow. Uh, Jaron Hall was a redshirt this past year, played sparingly, but retained his redshirt year. He'll be a redshirt freshman next year, but he's going to be playing uh, baseball this year for BYU. Of course, a guy that at Maple Mountain High School was a two-star, two-sport two star, excuse me, and is a guy that I think some people would project could actually end up as an MLB draft pick. Who knows if Jaron decides that he wants to pursue baseball full-time, but him playing baseball this year at least will limit his availability in spring ball uh, if not, not come out completely. I completely respect his decision to play baseball, but without him, they're pushing Zach every day in spring ball. I think the next guy that steps up is Joe Critchlow. Critchlow had a decent end to the 2016 season. Uh, t- sorry, not 2016, 2017 season, uh, having some big games against lesser competition. A lot of people thought that he would be the starter. Of course, Ed Lamb and his infamous words to the in Cedar City last year, saying that he was going to be a big time quarterback. Going Going forward, the question with Joe Critchlow will be, can he run the same type of offense that they have built around Zach Wilson, namely a spread, uh, spread them out where Zach Wilson is a running threat that helps out with this offense. Joe Critchlow is not that. Joe Critchlow is very much in the same mold of a Tanner Mangum, uh, kind of the offense that BYU first adopted, the fly sweep, multiple tight ends, power run game, play action. That's where Joe Critchlow, I believe, would thrive. And all indications from people I have talked to is that he is going to remain with BYU. He'll be a redshirt sophomore last year. He redshirted this past year. And he'll be remaining with the Cougars despite some rumors that maybe he might look to go elsewhere. Granted, that can still change. He could put his name in the transfer portal uh, today and he'd he'd be able to leave right away. Everything I've been told is he's looking to stay with BYU and if if it, it and if Jaron Hall is unavailable to the Cougars during spring ball, this is an opportunity for Joe Critchlow to make an impression on the coaching staff. The same goes for two guys that I think also should be looking to move up if Jaron Hall is unavailable. Stacy Connor, a freshman out of Wiley, Texas. Real tall prospect. Connor's six foot six, 190 pounds listed on the BYU roster. Is a guy that, uh, if you saw his film in high school, showed very nice touch on the deep ball. He's very much an athlete, and I've been of the opinion if he can't find time at quarterback, bulk him up and play him at wide receiver or find another position for him. We'll see if Connor's able to make an impression this spring ball. I think that'll kind of be the proving ground of, hey, can he move up on the depth chart? And then if, if he's not able to, does he decide, hey, I'm out? Or does the coaching staff go to him and say, hey, let's make a position switch? I think the same thing goes for Baylor Romney. He's a walk-on freshman out of El Paso, Texas. And he is a kid that's six foot two, 190 pounds, uh, very much in the same mold of a Zach Wilson, a, a good athlete with good arm. But Baylor Romney might be an even better athlete overall than Zach Wilson is. Because I think Wilson is more of the quarterback athlete, and Baylor Romney is more of an athlete quarterback. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And I think Baylor Romney, if he's not able to move up the depth chart this offseason, could also find himself making a position switch. I always thought that Baylor, just on his body type alone, 6'2", 190, you could bulk him up and playing him at cornerback safety. You can move him to running back or wide receiver on the offensive side. So... 
Uh, two guys to keep an eye on in terms of the quarterback position this offseason to see if they move up, they decide to move on, or they make a position switch are Stacy Connor and our good friend Baylor Romney. Now, two other guys on this list I wanted to discuss before we go to break is that Bo Hodge is now back at quarterback. Uh, he had a, a stint at running back last year, according to everything I heard. It just couldn't stay healthy, and it's been a kind of a recurring theme for Hodge. I had some foot issues. We saw some pictures come out of a surgery he had uh, reportedly on some bunions on his feet that really affected him, hampered his ability to play at running back, and it sounds like he is back at quarterback. One final go-round, he'll be entering his senior year, and here's hoping that he the best. Here's hoping for the best for for Bo Hodge. I don't know what ultimately will play out with him if he's able to. Beyond the death chart with some of this younger talent, but hopefully he finds what he's looking for. I know his father's been pretty vocal about his son being a quarterback, but I hope that, excuse me, I hope that he's able to find what he is looking for as a football player and finish out his, his career in style. I've got nothing but respect for Bo because he's been a loyal soldier, and soldier's probably the wrong term. He's just been a loyal uh, guy to the BYU football program, and he deserves the best. And I hope, he, like I said, I hope he finds what he's looking for. And then one final name for you is Hayden Griffiths, uh, brother of fullback Kyle Griffiths, uh, coming back off of a torn Achilles, was able to find the on the field and practice a little bit late last season. Uh, Hayden's a walk-on, similar to the situation of Baylor Romney, but Hayden, I think his ability as a quarterback is limited due to his um, maybe lesser lack, of, not lesser, lesser um, athletic ability. Let's, let's put it that way. I don't think he's the same athlete as a Baylor Romney or a Stacey Connor. So who knows if he decides to stick it out at quarterback, but we will see with that. And those are the seven guys on this list. Zach Wilson is the guy. He's going to need to be pushed. I agree with Dick Harmon this offseason. If Jaron Hull is unable to do that, it opens opportunities for Joe Critchlow, Stacey Connor, Baylor Romney, even a Bo Hodge to make an impression in spring ball and maybe find themselves on the depth chart entering the 2019 season. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the quarterbacks this year. We'll be doing other position groups going forward throughout this offseason. We make the run up to signing day and also on into spring ball. It's one of the great things about this podcast. It's daily. It's it's current. We cover all the news we need to hit on. But we also can talk about some more of the timeless things like position previews and reviews. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Let me know your thoughts on the quarterback position. Which guys do you think will leave? Which guys do you think should make position switches? Where do you see the BYU depth chart um, kind of laying out entering 2019? Would love to hear from you guys. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back. Final segment of the show. Need to talk about a former BYU tech tackle who is moving on from football despite some NFL interest. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. (laughs) 
You are Locked On Cougars, and we are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. As we close out today's show, thanks again for joining me, Jake Hatch, your host here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And news coming out last week, and I heard some rumors of this, but I was going to kind of let the young man make the announcement himself, and he ultimately did so, is that BYU tackle Austin Hoyt has decided that he's going to end his football career and pursue other avenues. Uh, Hoyt was, of course, BYU starting right tackle in uh, 2017 and 2018. I thought he was a stalwart, a good player, if not spectacular, just kind of that steady hand on the offensive line. One of the guys who was a leader on this team was voted a team captain uh, because of his ability to kind of get the offensive line going. He was the lone senior on that young offensive line for the Cougars, and he's decided that his football career is done. Um, He had been invited to participate in the Shrine Game, the East-West Shrine Game that is going on. would have been an opportunity to showcase his skills for NFL scouts, but he has decided that he is done with football. And I'm going to read the post he put on social media saying, quote, being able to play football at BYU was a dream come true for me. The five years I was a part of the program was life-changing for me, and I will remember it for the rest of my life. I know this post is late because this is my first post in years. Thank you. But I am happy to say that my last football game was a win at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I will not be pursuing the NFL. I want to thank everyone who helped me have such a great career at BYU. Go Cougs. Well, Austin Hoyt, I tip my cap to you. You're going out on your own terms, uh, regardless of whatever you do in life. I, I can respect a young man for deciding, hey, I've, I've, I've kind of made, I put, put my time in. I want to do something else and I'm moving on. Too many guys try to hang on to football for too long and it ends up almost being an anchor for them. And an anchor in the, in the sense that it kind of drags them down. And I can respect that Austin Hoyt has decided to move on. Um, it's a situation that it's got similarities to Eli Herring in the early 1990s. Uh, Eli Herring was a standout tackle for BYU in his own right. Uh, far more touted in terms of an NFL prospect than Austin Hoyt, but he decided I'm not going to play on Sundays. I don't want to play football on Sundays and he stuck to it. I had the privilege of playing under Eli Herring's tutelage in high school at Mountain View High School in Orem, Utah, and I've talked to Eli multiple times about it. He had a chance to make life-changing money and he has told me multiple times, I've asked him multiple times in multiple situations, both as a media member, as a player playing for him, and just being a, a, a friend talking to him, said, Coach do you ever regret passing up on the NFL? And he said, nope, never have. And I can respect that. A lot of guys would say, man, you could have made so much money. I get it. But every player, every person has the right to decide their future, kind of where they're they're going to go about things. And I can respect that Austin Hoyt has decided to move on. He had an opportunity, like I said this week, at the Shrine game to really show his wares for NFL scouts, but he's going out on his terms, and I wish him the best of luck. He was a loyal soldier to the BYU football program, a loyal player, did a lot of good things. I know that Bronco Mendenhall, when they first signed him out of California, out of Argonaut High School, if I'm not mistaken, Bronco Mendenhall originally wanted him on the defensive line to play defensive end for him. He was a great athlete, could run for his size, bulked up and played offensive tackle. And I don't think any BYU fan can begrudge this young man for deciding, hey, I'm done. I'm moving on. I've got other things going on in my life. I know that he is married. Um, Going on to whatever he does in his career, I wish him the best of luck. And mad respect to Austin Hoyt. And 
here here's hoping that whatever he does in life he is successful at it and it's cool to see a guy controlling his fate deciding hey I'm not going to try and force myself to get up and play more football if I don't if I don't feel it I I can't speak to what his motivation was for giving it up but I can respect the fact that he understands his body he understands uh, where he where he wants to go in life doesn't include football anymore he got his education from BYU I believe he's already graduated if not going to graduate soon and he's moving on so I, I'm belaboring the point here but my, my hat goes off to you Austin Hoyt and I tip my cap to you and say best of luck and whatever whatever is next for you and uh, just an awesome story so best of luck to Austin Hoyt uh, also best of luck to all of the former BYU Cougars we'll talk about Sione Takitaki and some of the other guys that are participating in some of these postseason showcase events of course Tanner Mangum already has done that at the Tropical Bowl last weekend so we'll be covering all that for you here on the podcast as well and we're going to close out today's show just by thanking you guys once again for your continued support of the podcast podcast please share it with your family and friends let them know about this daily source of all things BYU news I would really appreciate it um, whatever podcatcher you use to listen to the podcast Apple podcast Google podcast Stitcher uh, Spotify whatever you use please subscribe rate and review and let me know what you think of the show thanks for reaching out to every one of you who have done so uh, I got to give a shout out to my to, to uh, Chris Murphy once again for reaching out today hopefully I kind of clarified where I started on the point, Chris, and you can understand what I was meaning when it comes to those transfers. Uh, today's show brought to you by our good friends at GetRoman.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. You can check that out for all of your ED needs, or if you need to get something taken care of, they can take care of you there. So check that out. GetRoman.com slash LOCKED. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday edition of the show, catching up on everything going on in BYU football, basketball, and everywhere in between. A big BYU basketball road game for the men's team at Pepperdine will break that down for you tomorrow right here on Locked on Cougars. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.